Hey guys, this is Robert Breedlove from the What Is Money Show. And as you've learned by watching this show, Bitcoin is the single most important asset you can own in the 21st century. And one of the most important companies in Bitcoin today is Nidig. Nidig's mission is to facilitate financial security for all. They accomplish this by bringing a high level of professionalization and sophistication to the Bitcoin marketplace. As a true game changer in the industry, Nidig is safely unlocking the power of Bitcoin for forward-thinking individuals and institutions alike. By using Nidig, you will gain access to an end-to-end institutional-grade platform, providing Bitcoin OTC transactions, Bitcoin collateralized borrowing, secure custody, asset management, derivatives, financing, market research, and more. And all of these services meet the highest regulatory governance and audit standards. Led by Robbie Gutman, Yin Zhao, and Ross Stevens, Nidig has absolutely exploded onto the Bitcoin scene recently and is leading the way for ongoing institutional adoption in this nascent asset class. So please be sure to check out Nidig as a single source for all your Bitcoin needs. It's a great illusion in a world where people are incentivized, you know, there are tax incentives to own a home in the U.S., um, you're sort of forced into equities. There's just this belief that the market always goes up because it's always being priced in depreciated money. So it's a very simple illusion, but people just, I found, don't tend to think more than one order of magnitude deep. You know, it's- um, that's, that's, what, that, that's what's hard. They don't, they, they, don't, they don't look at all of the corresponding things that are happening at the same time. Yeah. And so no, no one asked the question, would my house have gone up over the last 20 years if there wasn't $185 trillion of additional stimulus? Yeah. Yeah. Right? Nobody asked that question. They just, they just, the first thing, my housing, housing always goes up. Yes. Right. And right. They don't, and, and they don't ask why does housing always go up? Right. Right. And, and, that, and, and, that, and then if you believe housing, if you believe that that will continue, that much more, but exponentially more yeah. than the five trillion. Um, if that will continue, housing will still go up. Right. Um, if, if you don't, housing won't go up in real terms. Yeah. Uh, and 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 I'll add to that. If that happens, if that much money printing happens, then the tax rate on your house is going to go through the roof. Yeah. Or uh, the mobs are going to come and take it back. Right. right. Yeah. So if like if you that on on that so because you 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 get caught you, you you measure a system by an independent variable in the system. Right. Instead of the the entire system. That's what, then, that's what happens. That was probably I mean that's the core problem before Bitcoin is we didn't have an independent variable. Right. Exactly. Gold over the long extreme long time horizon is a somewhat independent variable, but even that is you know. 20% of the supplies owned by central banks, its price is manipulated in derivatives, et cetera, et cetera. Bitcoin is that first true independent variable through which we can perceive this market manipulation. And, and think about from, and I'm not saying maybe gold goes up again uh, at some point, but the bleeding off of gold, or imagine, because the people who believe in gold are actually believe in the, the, the same, for the same reasons that people believe in Bitcoin. Mm -hmm. yeah. Like principle, behind governments will manipulate money and uh and 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 i need a store of value away from that that's the beliefs uh, system yeah, uh, of, of gold bugs we're just a lot more optimistic because ours is working <laughs> yeah so but imagine their world when when the thing that you've been talking about forever is is happening yeah. and gold is going down Right. Is Bitcoin is big. that that would be a painful that'd be painful existence yeah. to to you were right about the whole structure, wrong you, um, and you were wrong about the instrument yeah. that was going to change the structure. Yeah, absolutely. It's and it's very generational too. I mean, not to say that generational in the sense of an actual age, but I think age is a mindset. So you have yeah, these you stuck in the old. You say that because I'm old. Yeah, I so interesting how um, it's going that way. 
Um, so I wanted, there's another thing I'm thinking about here I'd like to get your input on. We're shifting gears a bit back to what we were talking about earlier. The digital platforms aggregating and curating access to supply, whether it's Amazon with books or Facebook with you know, uh, attention to advertisers, et cetera, et cetera. It also seems like they, and this is something I got from uh, a conversation with Sailor, where we talked about the history of standardization, how that unlocks a lot of economic um, yeah. surplus. Where once we move into a new market, say it was oil, it, it's sort of a clunky marketplace. It's not very efficient until someone comes in. Uh, I think it was uh, Rockefeller that monopolized all right. the distribution of it. Uh, standardized it, and then that unlocks all of this this economic uh, boom in a marketplace. So it seems like the the digital monopolies as well are standardizing access to this supply, whether it's you know how they're selling your attention or or selling you know, goods and services as Amazon is. Um, and and there's another piece that Nick Carter wrote recently. I don't know if you saw this. This was after his debate with uh, Mike Green, I think is his name. It was a bit beer. And he was just saying that to monetize is to standardize, essentially. That we, when we mine raw gold, it doesn't, it has a store of value property to it, but it's not until we standardize the gold and it becomes a a means of both exchanging and denominating value, this medium exchange and unit account, that it really becomes fully functional money. So I think with, with Bitcoin, a way to perceive that is that we have this first absolute standard for economic activity. You know, it's an, it's an irrevocable, unchangeable standard. Um, and if you, you know, to your point earlier, money itself doesn't have any utility value necessarily. It's all about what it lays claim to. So what's the yes. future change value expected to be? So in that way, Bitcoin is this standardized claim on global capital stocks, essentially. So I wonder if that, if you see that as being, and so the way to think about that is that it's a purely fixed supply money. It's got set denominations. The divisibility could increase, but who knows? And it, is a frame of reference through which we perceive and calculate this increase in global capital stocks. So it's something that's designed to maximize purchasing power, but also standardizes that purchasing power for all of us to denominate dink and sats or whatever it may be. Is that key to its economic benefit? I mean, it, it we so, so in that, in, at least in my mind, um, so, so yes, uh, but so it, to just carry that forward, what I think is going to happen is if, if you wanted a relative value of today's purchasing power, mm -hmm. the, the overall global market is approximately $400 trillion. Mm -hmm. Real estate, uh, the, the, uh, the, uh, the entire market, all of stocks, everything, yeah. about, uh, bonds, about $400 trillion. Divide that by 21 million. That's what, if today's purchasing uh, power, that's what, and, 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 but it's hard to relate because if we keep printing, that number is going to go up to 800 trillion right. and it's just going to destroy our calculation of what it is. Yeah. Yeah. And, and that number, that number, that 400 trillion isn't the real market. No. It's right. the so it should be way less than that. Prices should be way lower. And, and like I said before, as we move into a digital future, the, if, it's, if information is free, it'll find, it, and, and that information is moving into our products and into everything else, it'll just keep on going lower and lower and you won't measure it in GDP. Yeah. But, there, so, but the relative value, if you wanted a relative value for, for uh, Bitcoin in the future that you use today, yeah. 400 trillion divided by 21 million. That's the, or, or if you say 3 million have been lost, 18 yeah, million. Yeah. Uh, but the, that, that's what it would look like today. That economic calculation is going to change over and over again, over again because the system is being manipulated. Yeah. So, um, so, but, but in real purchasing power, it, it, that's what it would look like. Yeah. I, I believe. 
Now, I agree with you. My, my thinking here, too, is that it would actually change over time. Because as the system is more manipulated and more debt is created, as we've covered, it constrains future growth. So it would actually be this pull, this even consumption of global capital or pullback in productivity in the short run. But then as those models collapse, you'd be eliminating all of these impediments to free trade. So then you'd expect wealth and productivity to boom. But, but again, the, the, the really hard concept, and you know, this, maybe I'm wrong, but, but this is the hardest concept for most people. They think growth will continue mm-hmm. and, and the growth will change to more and more things for free. Mm-hmm. That's how we'll measure. And Bitcoin is a forcing function to make sure that that happens. Mm-hmm. So, so imagine, let's, let's just, because uh, you'll see in CPI or something and people show the chart over time and they say, okay, electronic, I see what you're talking about. Electronics are going down in price. TVs are getting more and more powerful for less price. It looks like when you look at the CPI, you say, okay, technology is just the things in technology. And then you see house prices go through the roof, food prices go up, education prices go up and everything else. And, and what you don't realize in that economic calculation that you're looking at is all of that is with the $185 trillion and all of this printing. Right. You don't actually realize how deflationary everything would be if you had a hard currency. You have no idea because, because you're, 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 so people are kind of isolating things yeah. that are scarce or in their mind scarce. Housing is an example. It's not scarce, but, it's, but because it's a store, a store of value, um, they're isolating those things and they're saying, wow, these things are going up way faster or education, which, uh, which, which, which why is education high today is because there's only, there's a belief system mm. that there's a certain amount of schools that if you get into that school, you'll get a way higher paying job. Right. Yeah. It's a, yeah. And, and by the way, and by by the way, that belief system will crumble. Yes. And be, because today, education in most in most things is actually already free. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And it's become more of a you know, a, I guess a merit game almost. Say, hey, but, it, but 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 again, who uh, I can tell you, as more and more businesses are hiring the best and the brightest, yeah. and the best and the brightest can learn faster without going to a to merit game. Yeah, that whole thing un- unravels and it changes. Agreed. And, and so, what we would see, what we would see on a Bitcoin type of system, um, is we can't even imagine what it would look like for our time. We can't even imagine what prices would actually look like. Yeah. Um, yeah. Or um, and all of the people in the middle that we pay a whole bunch of money to determine how the pie is split and all of the programs that we run to make sure that these people are looked after and everything else, that's all being designed against, against the natural, uh, natural system. Right. So we can't even see how much of that would all fall away and we wouldn't need it because prices fall so much. This is a, maybe there's some ambivalence in the terms here. We agreed that nominal prices would fall precipitously. Um, but re- or we say nominal growth, but real growth in terms of goods and services that, that Bitcoin will purchase, we'd expect that to increase after you've uh, lowered say, all the barriers to trade that nation states create. So, that would so yeah, so, yeah. So if your question does Bitcoin buy more and more, um, if that's what you, is that what you're saying? Yeah. Well, we're talking. We, you said 400 trillion in global wealth today, denominated in 2021 dollars. I just here's what I'm thinking. I'm not sure that it's correct, but I would expect that to actually we would consume capital as these markets are continually manipulated. Maybe maybe not. Maybe we keep adding it. I guess technology is probably outpacing inflation, but we'd be adding it at a slower rate or possibly consuming it. But then when we've moved onto a Bitcoin standard, I would expect trade and wealth creation to explode. So we're still denominating in 2021 dollars. I thought maybe we'd stay flat at 400 trillion for a while, maybe recede a little bit, but then post hyper Bitcoinization, let's say it would explode to, you know, 
double, triple, quadruple what it is today. Yeah, I don't, I don't think that that happens. I think once you're on the new system, actually, there's, there's even a chance that it comes down. Really? But, but its purchasing power goes up all, all the time. Mm. So you, mm. because so it's a relative, it's a relative value. It's measured in the things that we can buy for it. Yeah. So what do you think it would be that productivity would just kind of, would increase or decrease on Bitcoin? Standard? So, so let, let's maybe by, by doing this, let's, let's use that chair example. Okay. Um, that means that a chair today that cost me a hundred dollars and, and I have a limited choice and all of the jobs that go with making that chair are all gone. And, and, and that chair tomorrow or in that foreseeable future cost me $10, $10 and I have limitless choice. Right. Okay. Is that a productivity gain? Yes. Does it show up in a GDP gain? Doesn't show up in GDP though. That's what I think GDP is. That, that, that's what I mean. It, it, it's a massive productivity gain yeah. that all those jobs are gone. And, and, and that now this is happening with technology and artificial intelligence is showing me a whole bunch of, uh, of different chairs yeah. and my cost comes, comes, through, uh, it comes down along with it. So what is the new metric? I think we already kind of danced around this before, but do you have in mind what is the, is there a universal metric? We know CPI doesn't work at all for inflation. I don't know if there's a universal metric that captures productivity. Oh, I don't know if there is, I don't know if there is yet, but, it, it, but, but in this conversation, which is a really rich conversation, that we sh these are the types of things that more of the time should be spent on. Yeah. Uh, they, because, because, because what if, it, what if a government, instead of saying, what if a government really got behind Bitcoin? And what if a politician said to, to um, which would be the most true thing that could uh, work? We could either keep your jobs by making your currency worth less. And over time, those, those, uh, those, those jobs are going to go away anyway. So and we're going to keep you on this treadmill you know, yeah. forever by making your currency worth less. Or we could design a system where, um, where instead of more jobs, we're, we're designing more time for you or more, right? We're, we're, we're maximizing your time. So you don't, so the whole IMF, you don't need a job. And everything else, they, like it's so ludicrous because it's from a system to to today that's making that untrue. But what if what if that was what if what if instead of designing for uh, what if you designed so that um, so that you were increasing people's time? What, what if you if you went into Bitcoin as a as a that's what you would do. Yeah, you would it, like that as a you you would make their time more valuable as the broad-based technology would drive price declines at a, yeah. such a rate people wouldn't, uh, wouldn't believe it. it and so as that innovation, now, now imagine, now, and, and now we're, <laughs> this is fun, but now imagine you have an industry and you have a whole bunch of people that might want to work, they don't want to work, but everything else, but they don't have to because their time is expanded. You kind of, you'd have a renaissance of thinking, art, but, 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 but now imagine you have this one industry with really fat margins. What would happen to that industry? Uh, You'd get attacked by every entrepreneur every at scale because that's how they would gain relative value over somebody else. Yeah. They would create value yeah. um, uh, by that. And that it would be attacked by every single type of, I'm going to attack it this way, it'd yeah. be, and prices would fall. We'd be unleashing entrepreneurship at scale. You'd, be, you'd un, be unleashing the power of a free market and everybody's individual power to contribute to society would it, it, it expand. Yeah. That's so interesting. Uh, so it's back to the, the Mises metric i'm going to call i don't know if there's a metric for this he would just say capital stock per capita then because the more capital we have per head the more we can amplify our productivity the more there is to consume like we consume this capital 
to increase the production process to make more complicated capital. And there's the positive feedback loop there. So what is that? It's not GDP. It's so, so that's that's why this is so hard. And when Mises wrote his book, which was, was brilliant, or uh, talking on this, and there's all these different oh. camps. Yeah, but there's all these there's all these camps. They were measuring productivity in things. Mm. Right, right, right. Yeah, it was always things. Yeah, and now everything's moving to information. Wow. And the information is free. Yeah. Yeah, it's incredible. I don't know, it's so much to think about. But things are, and maybe that's what things are going to be. Like information is the thing. Yeah. And 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 the and that that change that in our world that kind of base layer that's happening today. Yeah. That is that's not fully formed. But if you looked at roads and bridges before, you increased GDP in a, in a downturn. You went and spent on roads and bridges because you'd you'd get people working right away, and the long-term economic impact of roads and bridges made sure people traveled further faster between work and home. Yeah. So there was a longer term. It wasn't it wasn't a perfect yeah. um, spend. It was still you still spent a bunch of money to get people back to work, but you increased productivity of the nation because people drove faster wow. back and forth. Today, those roads and bridges are all information systems yeah right and those information and those information systems that we're transacting on create a whole new world where where things fall in price precipitously because it's just information and that information is borderless and it's free that's incredible that's a that's a big one to think about and Feels like it feels necessary though. It feels like we do need the people are so laser focused on GDP today, right? It's every you read the Economist magazine or anything else, it's all GDP for everything per capita, per country, et cetera, et cetera. Um, we do need a different North Star, I guess, for the it's it, it's it, it's why it's so hard to see. And and when people are in the system, they talk about the debt, they talk about this, they talk about a component of the system, yeah. real. Uh, not realizing the biggest phase transition ever to hit humanity. And that's actually what Bitcoin allows. You and I totally agree. I think it actually might be humanity's greatest invention, yeah. but, but there were other great inventions yeah. at equally discounted at the time. Yeah. Right? The, the printing press they, they didn't see until kind of what, a, what an incredible invention that was until later when, what it allowed to, uh, to do. Yeah. I think we're dealing with the same thing today. In Bitcoin, that creates this transition to allow allow the world to to move into this system, yeah. and it's a require it's a requirement. Some of the stuff that we're talking about right now, that um, I, what the existing system cannot function. Yeah, and so it requ it requires it requires a currency or something that is a digital currency native to the internet. That, that that allows this to, to happen and this transition to happen. In fact, um, it, um, what's the, uh, have, you, have you looked at uh, the great filter? Have you looked at that concept? Uh, this is where a civilization tends to not get through a great filter event. That's why we don't see a lot of other civilizations in the stars. Yeah, exactly. And so whether you agree with that concept or not, I actually think that, uh, that if the great filter is in front of us and not, not behind us, so we're either past the great filter or it's in front of us, um, then if the great filter is in front of us, I actually think the thing we're talking about right now is the great filter. Is Bitcoin. No, yeah. Can humanity go from a, from a collect things, get paid for things, grow forever? Yeah. Because on a finite planet, you cannot grow forever. Right. Yeah. It, it's impossible, right? So, so, and, but our system requires forever growth. Yeah. Right. To a system that, 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 that it growth is the bad measure. It's productivity gains. Yes. Okay. Decline in price. Yes. It's the opposite of our, of the way we think about growth today. Now, see that now we're, that's to the point where I think I may was, confounded in my term when i think of growth i'm 
tending to think more productivity gains. But I think the way we, uh, the prevailing economic order and yourself are defining growth is GDP growth, right? Which is right. not the same thing as productivity gains. It's more- Exactly. So I, what I'm thinking about is on this transition to a digital, digital free future and what we're, we were talking about, um, growth takes things to free. Yes, right, yeah. And so it doesn't get captured and in, in, in it's massively, pro, massive productivity gains. Yeah. On a system that allows for it, distribute those productivity gains to every human. Yes. Which is what Bitcoin does. Which Bitcoin does. So that, that point, you have two systems that are fighting against each other, or it's two, and, and one is in harmony with nature. Yes. And one is not. Exactly. Okay. This makes sense now. Yeah. It's, it, yeah. And the manifestation of that is negative interest rates, right? We're trying right. to turn the price of time negative. It doesn't fighting right. <laughs> right. reality. Uh, oh, wow. That's okay. That makes a lot of sense. Um, and that gets me back to a point in your book where I think you have a, a section named this, that it's hard to think differently. Like we are, we don't often stop to consider how much of our conditioning or our own mental models or our a priori frameworks determine what we see in the world, how we see the world even. And it's very, very hard to be, think meta enough to think about what is thinking, I guess, which is the challenge of all of this, right? The what is money and uh, the, the terms we're using, even GDP and, and disentangling, uh, I guess the idea from the term itself. Um, and so, and you made this point in your book too, that in times of great change like this, the beginner's mind is advantaged because it's seeking out why with the intention of discovery versus trying to defend a prior reality, right? It's, right. it's actually honestly, humbly seeking the truth, I guess, versus trying to defend whatever model it's created for itself historically. Yep. And I, I, this, this topic, uh, for me, what you're talking about right now will take me down the rabbit hole in every different way. Um, because, and, 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 and because it's something I see in me too. And I say, and I see in everyone around me and it's, so, um, and I constantly, so why do I want something in the first place? Why do I do it? Why am I on this call? Why am I on it? And so in the back of my mind, as I'm doing things, I'm also asking that, that why, why, and, and, and so doesn't it makes for really interesting beer conversations or but uh but um but it is just because i'm always looking for is the thing i'm doing right so how do i show up right is it something i'm contributing that that i keep hitting a wall and it's not a wall at all it's me but i but i think it's well because it's my own uh my own view or is it a system? Because we look at the world through these ideas. Yeah. And we don't challenge our ideas very often. Right. And, and, and it's just a belief set that, yeah. sets, uh, that sets the world that we experience through that, uh, through, uh, through that belief set. And we very, very rarely question that belief set. We defend our belief set yeah. with, with everything possible. Right. It's very close to the ego, right? It's, it is well, well, Yeah. It's very close to, to the ego, and why do you? So, so um, it's something I teach my kids, but um, yeah, I see this all the time on Twitter uh, too. Um, why does why do you get mad when somebody says something negative about either you or your idea? It's a it feels like a biological impulse, maybe to protect yourself. But, sure. but but again, but again, if you actually break that 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 apart, and you either they're right um, or they're wrong or they're anything else, but nothing they can say to you can hurt you. Right. It's, it's your interpretation of what they do that hurts you. Yes, 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 yes. Right. Nothing they can. And, and, and so you have people amping up a whole bunch of uh, this. Sometimes you play it as a game, but, uh, but, but you have that amping up of, uh, of this, and it's and and but but if you actually break that apart, and this is something that it's usually, 
nobody can hurt you without your permission. Right. It's, it's what you, you've assigned to what they said yes. in your own mind that it actually creates that pain. The value that you've assigned to what they said. And this is a very, that's a stoic philosophy as well. I think Marcus Aurelius says all perturbation lies in perception. Right. Um, or, or the Victor Frankl, uh, you know, I'll paraphrase the final human freedom is our ability to choose our reaction in every circumstance. Yeah. So that's interesting too, that we, um, I guess we conflate that, right? If someone attacks your ideas or is critical of your thought or whatever you're describing, that we, we do have this impulse, I guess, to, to take it as a personal attack. Um, you know, we were funny. We were on clubhouse the other day and Eric Weinstein got on there for a bit and he was, um, he was talking about Bitcoin, but he's saying, does Bitcoin fix this? This, I come up here on stage, I say a few things about Bitcoin, I step off stage, you guys start attacking me. And he's like, it seems like there's all this antagonistic culture where you're like talking about pwnage or owning or these ideas are bad, you know, or, you know, the, the Bitcoin culture has been described, self-described even as toxic, quote unquote. But it's not, I think you see this difference fundamentally if you interact on Bitcoin Twitter. <laughs> and then go to a Bitcoin conference. It's like people can be very seemingly hostile online, but then in person, it's very civil, right? People look are just- at, look, at, look at your YouTube videos replies. And there's some people that yeah. want to hide behind that anonymity. But again, if you look at that person, follow the, so I used to have this idea and, and is it me or somebody else? Right. And, and Whatever it is in your life, measure kind of all the spokes of people in your life yeah. and, and everything else and, and say those spokes are kind of green or red. And there's this thing in your life that keeps on happening to you. Yeah. And, and follow it to the other people on their spokes. And if theirs is green, everyone's is green and yours is red, it's you. <laughs> right, <laughs> right? Yeah. But, but we don't we think it's the world conspiring um here, here's an example I, I, I used to teach this to i still teach it to a bunch of my teams and i sh i show up this uh, the, uh but um i use the victim archetype as an as, as an example because and i and i don't mean pick on a victim because it's the same archetype across uh across, but the, the victim archetype let's you use that um what does that person want, Robert? Like, what, is, what do they actually want? Um, understanding, maybe, or I'm not sure. To me, at the highest level, love. Yeah. Just, be, just, before, just, just before that, belonging. They, they want to matter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like a triumph, so, almost. Yeah. And so, so what, do they, what do they do? to so what they do to be a victim is over time they just about alien because it's hard to be around them right people start objecting yeah right and they start leaving and then that person is more they got exactly what they wanted to be a victim yeah. to try to get love yeah and and now they're in a hole and nobody's around them what do they do typically they double down more drama yeah, yeah, yeah. to try to get to try to bring the thing that they want the most love or belonging and love they're pushing away the thing they want with all their might. Huh. Is that right? Yeah. So everything that they're doing, it, it, it's um, so, but they can only see, they can't see the thing that they're really after. They can see that they can see the thing they're trying to get the thing they're after with. Yeah. Right. Okay. Now, now take that, exact opposite side and you could say a functioning alcoholic but not in a listening not a user let's say somebody in business um who works 18 hours a day um to uh why do they do that and they they tell themselves it's all for the family why do they why do they do that uh, i don't know same reason exact same reason oh. Because, because when you're really good at business or really good at so something and everybody tells you how good you are, you're valued. It's, it's you're valued. It's yeah. love and belonging. It's yeah. exactly the same thing through a different filter. Interesting. 
Um, and, 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 and what a lot of that uh, happens is people are pushing away with all their might the thing they want the most into a an illusion that it gets harder and harder, harder. And, and then at the same time, a different area of their life is breaking, their family or something like that, because mm -hmm. they, they're saying they're doing it all for their family when in fact they're doing it all for themselves. Wow. <laughs> and, and, and so, but these things we don't question very often. And it's hard to, and I'm going to use a real life example here. When, when I wrote the book, um, I, I really, and I have to be careful here. I, so, uh, but I did write it for the reason, kind of what I said, because, because these things weren't going together, my kids and everything else. And then, but the truth of it is, and, and I went in thinking, okay, I'm going up against an entire system, economic system. And I could be, I, I, by my friends, by everyone else, I could look like a total fool. I might be wrong. I could look like a, to, uh, a to, total fool. And, and that would create, and I would lose a whole bunch of economic value or businesses. Pe people wouldn't want me in their businesses. Right. right? People, because I would look like such a crazy person yeah. that they, uh, that this. so that's why, and I had to talk to my wife about doing it in that because I had to play out that eventuality. Do I still write it? And I, and I chose yes. Another, another uh, uh, thing that could have happened is I could have sold two copies and put in a whole bunch of time and that could have been an, an outcome for this. So I had to go through before I wrote it, all of these, am I anywhere? Then, then it turns into this crazy success and it makes a whole a difference in a whole bunch of people's lives. And I get emails all the time and, and different things and uh, all, all the time. And, and it, and it makes me feel great. Yeah. It, and, and it's hitting the thing that, that for me too, love yeah. and belonging, right? Because I matter to a whole bunch of other people. And, and honestly, it could take me when, when I said I didn't want to write another book is because I know myself and, and this, this whole conversation is um, it could take me and I could, I could do all that all the time yeah. and it would feel really good and I would miss out all, all the other things. So it's, that's even one of the questions in myself. I ask myself yeah. the, the um, why am I doing it? What is the, what is it in balance with other things that I want to spend my time doing and to measure that time like it's the most important thing. Yeah. Because all we, yeah, because we all do it, yeah. we uh, we all and 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 I've grown to be able to see it so clearly in others. Why are they doing what they're doing, and why do they want it? Um, it, it to me, it, it's 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 a sign on the, everyone's forehead, and I see I see right through it. Well, I think it's just first of all, kind of blown away by this whole notion. Um, course thinking about it through my own lens in my own life but um I, I would just venture to guess that you've probably always been of a humanitarian bent slightly like you had a general concern for the greater good i, I don't yeah. see you write a book like this unless you didn't yeah general um generally but uh, but then if i'm questioning that why Exactly. So that's, that's, that's where I'm. That's where I'm. That's where I'm going. That's where I'm going too. Is like I think that about myself. It's a story. I guess I tell myself. I, I don't know why I've always wanted to just do something to help humanity. I, I actually, I've, I've, I don't know if I heard this somewhere. Or what I probably heard it all. There's no original ideas. That the meaning of life is people helping people, yeah. and you're something like the the purpose of life is to discover your gift, the meaning of life, then is to share it with the world kind of thing. Because by sharing your gift, you're helping people, et cetera, et cetera. Right. So I've been kind of on this mission of sorts to like figure out what, I, what am I good at? What am I going to do? Et cetera, et cetera. And it's led me to this, by the way. It's led me to this writing and talking with people like yourself. And uh, people tell me I have a gift for this and I enjoy it. So like, I feel like I'm on this path. You, of have, a gift. you have a gift for it. Thank you, you have a gift for it. But now, but I, the same thing, it's like, okay, that sounds great. You sound so selfless and wonderful, but I'm just like you, that I get these messages of people like, hey, thank you. Your writing has helped me see the light, blah, blah, blah. You're, thank you so much. And I'm getting these little hits of 
serotonin. I don't know what they are. Where you just dopamine, dopamine, and yeah, you want you want to and and you want to do more and more. Yeah, um, and, it, is, that, and it is, is that bad? Good. I mean, that's natural. But it's not, it's not good or bad. Yeah, it's, it, as long as it doesn't take you and you tell yourself a lie. Right. So so so, so when you're as as you when you're doing these things, you measure your life, the kind of all the impact uh, by by how you show up. And so if you're hitting a wall a lot, and a lot of times nobody tells the victim, very few people tell the victim what, what they're doing. Yeah. Right. Nobody will tell you what you're doing. Right. To hit that, to, to hit that wall. We should, I, uh, that kind of, and I said this on one of the first podcasts with Preston, if you, if, if you actually want to spend your time really, really well with people who make a difference in your life, mm-hmm. and, you, and, and by the way, I think that it's a secret to learning because you learn at a faster rate because you're around people who care about you deeply and yeah. you care about them deeply and you won't let things kind of, uh, so you'll tell them. Yeah. So let's yeah. use that victim uh, analogy. I'm the one that, so somebody has just, they have a sign on their forehead pointed outwards Everyone else can read the sign. They can't read the sign. Yeah. Right. Right. And nobody turns around the sign. Everybody tells everybody else what the sign says. Yeah. And, and in telling what everybody else says about the person that's not there, they're wasting that person's time and their time. Yeah. Right. Right. Tons of wasted time there. And, and then if you think about this in, in the one, two, three, 10, whatever number of people in your life, that would never do that equation. What they would do is they would come to you unbeknownst to anybody else and they would turn the sign around. And essentially, and, and what they would say is, I care so much about you, I need to tell you this. Wow. And, 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 and those are zero to one moments in our lives yeah. that, 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 that create the, the people we truly care, the people that we think about forever. Right, because you want a real difference maker. Those are the types of things that are. So, if you, it's everything I just said is totally logical. In time, in in increasing your time and everything else. So why don't why doesn't everybody do it? Yeah, it's hard. Right, it's hard to. Why is it hard? Perfect. Why is that hard? I don't. It feels like uh, fear of confrontation, perhaps. Like it's just a total stranger, and you see they're doing something. Yeah, you would never tell a total stranger, but but somebody you're spending time with. Yeah. And you're choosing not to tell, because of fear of confrontation. What you're really saying is this: is I care more about what they think of me than them. Interesting. So, and, and right, you just and, so much. And it, it, it could be, but 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 uh, a co-founder of my uh, one of my businesses said to me, "You said you make everybody cry, and they love you for it." And, <laughs> and, uh, and because it's not, it's to me, it's actually the most kind thing, yeah. and it doesn't come across as tough love at all if you're doing it in that way. Yeah. We went down a really big rabbit hole here with with, but. But we show up in the world with a bunch of ego yeah. and everything else. And, and we want to broadcast to the world yeah. um, why, why we deserve attention, belonging, and everything else. So yeah. almost every other action is in service of love and belonging. Love and belonging. And that, this is a rabbit hole, but it is core to economics, it's core to human action. Oh. Why that, that's why it's so important and it's 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 so important to go down that that, that rabbit hole so so and and so much is in service of that that and and in service of that we could belong by having more money than the next guy mm. we could belong by 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 being smarter at something we could belong, and whatever we get that feedback system from yeah. we'll lean into and we'll do more and more and more of it because it's so addictive. It gets us exactly what we want. Yeah. Whether, whether that feedback system is created out of being a victim, whether it's created out of being a hero, whether it's created out of being, a, we will lean into that feedback system yeah. and, and miss a whole bunch of what we're doing to cause it everywhere. 
right. or, or the negative the negative externalities of that or the um, uh, because we're so addicted to getting that love and blonde. And back to intelligence being error correction, it's like it's more intelligent to surround yourself with people that love you in this way that will help you correct your errors, right? You're, so, you're more intelligent collectively than you are alone. Someone, people that compliment you or help you see your own blind spots. And then two, I, I'm connecting this at love. I mean, it's almost a necessary prerequisite for sacrifice. Like you're really only going to sacrifice for some people that you love, frankly. Right. And sacrifice is the starting point of all economics, right? We need to right. defer current consumption, save, and invest. Yeah. So these things, like it sounds maybe like we're off on some fairy tale landscape here, but it's very closely related. It's, to all, it's, human it's, all, it's all connected. And if you see that, if you see some of the, let's, let's call it negativity on Bitcoin Twitter, yeah. It's exactly from the same thing because somebody has a voice that's a real, and, and now, and now, now other people are attracted to that voice and they find community and the thing that's getting them more, uh, more attention is the thing that's, that, that, that's driving that, that could also provide a divide. Yeah, it's perfectly well said. Um, I can think a lot of those in the Bitcoin community in my early days where I was asking questions about, this shitcoin or this project and people very adamantly correct you <laughs> and it does make yep. you and, you embed yourself and, in the network yeah and 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 that can be uh, and that can be really great um for the people that, that, uh, that are there or do, but but it all it also can be repelling for a whole bunch of new people right. and you know, when you talked about what uh, uh Eric, what doesn't what makes them not want to go down the rabbit hole is that is that exactly and so so a lot of what's what's happening and and here's the thing it might not matter anyways it it might not matter to any one of those individuals anyways yeah and they might not care because bitcoin won't care who comes on and anything else it'll keep going and so maybe uh, maybe that's true or even if that was true do you is that is is that what you want to do? Do you want to make it an uh, ugly place for people to to um, and and by and by doing so, do you actually increase or decrease the odds of success? It seems like a very gray area, difficult to disentangle because it's sort of like a cultural immune system, right? You don't want bad ideas to get into the culture necessarily. You want to openly throw out the bad ideas, but you don't want to maybe hurt people in the process. Yep. So, so, so uh, totally, you just, you just nailed that. And if you think about the content here and the number of people that are adding, like some of the content you see, I, I originally met you through your, your, uh, zero, uh, what was that title of that? Yeah. Number zero on Bitcoin. I think, uh, um, yeah. yeah. Um, which was just like, what an incredible piece. And, uh, uh, um, there was a piece out today uh, by Gigi. Um, the uh, incredible piece. So the the collective knowledge of people that are adding adding more uh, more and more information to this, um, yeah, and really good and error correcting that whole way. It's fantastic, incredible. And yeah. and so and there's also I want to defend the network. I want to defend the people that uh, the we have to be careful for for us to 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 is is have some humility and where might we be wrong? Absolutely. Yeah. And, 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 and so here, here's where my, so, so if I, if I was saying, okay, Bitcoin, um, it, so even though I believe in it, uh, they, is it a, is there a non-zero probability? some sort of tiny probability that 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 there's a flaw in the network or there that or there's something that that i missed or miss or missing that makes bitcoin fall precipitously and forever fall and, and a di different network takes over and and if you explored quantum with that curiosity right. you would have to you would have to agree i don't think it's a high probability 
And I think the network and the type of people working on this network will defend before that ever happens. But, but to say it's a guarantee, then there's no chance is like closing all thought, closing all curiosity. And so, 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 so those types of things are, are like a really good example of, of uh, I am prepared to defend this network. Right. I'm prepared to, <laughs> to go down the sand on everything else. And I know a whole bunch of, and I can see by the community kind of gravitating behind it, but I'm not prepared to unilaterally say quantum is never going to be a problem. Um, yeah. in some capacity yeah the absolutes they just don't work because everything's probabilistic right there exactly. and 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 we already have we we have already uh, uh we we have already talked about how fast technology is moving and how we're bound to make mistakes on how fast technology is moving and so if you just carry that forward and that's without kind of a breakthrough on something so we have to expect breakthroughs right and so I think the network will defend against it and, and, and is, is organized that it'll, it'll be faster than that breakthrough. But, but to say it's a, a zero probability, I think that's stretching it. It's non-humble to say zero probability. Exactly. Basically saying that you, you're irrigating your own perceptual mechanism that you've figured out the absolute truth, positive or negative, and it's just not possible. It's not, po it's not possible. And if you do that, a whole bunch of people won't take you seriously on anything else. Right. And, you know, great pride precedes the fall. Typically. Right. That's, that's that, 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 that arrogance. Yeah. Um, look at the existing system. Look at people that you d dislike and how they, uh, and how they're, they won't learn yeah. um, uh, through arrogance. Yeah. And, um, and let's be careful. We don't fall into that same trap. Amen to that.